Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. So in this episode of the podcast, I thought I would focus a little bit on the 172nd annual communication of the Grand Lodge of Free and Accepted Masons of California. So that was last weekend, and for those who've never been, I'm going to share a little bit of information kind of on uh, just what it looked like, how it went around, and a little bit about what was discussed, and anything without going into anything where you have to be in a tiled lodge. So the Grand Lodge of California, the annual communication, is always held in San Francisco. So unless you live in San Francisco or within a short driving distance, it's a little bit of a a trek to get there. Um, You know, California is probably one of the tallest or longest states. Uh, I don't know that for a fact, but I know it sure seems like it on the map. Alaska might be longer, or even Hawaii if you take into account the islands. But, you know, when you look at the fact that from Southern California, where I formerly lived, to San Francisco, it's about a seven-hour drive. And I know on the East Coast, you can probably get through 12 states in seven hours. Ha ha. So, the other side of that is that I now live in Minden, Nevada, which is about an hour south of Reno. So Friday morning, what I did, jumped on a flight at 7 o'clock, got to the airport at around 8, and then took a the BART. So the BART is the Bay Area Rapid Transit. Took that over to downtown San Francisco, and then from there jumped on a cable car up to the top of Knob Hill, because Knob Hill is where the Grand Ledge of California is. So once I got to Knob Hill, then the cool thing was to go in and kind of look around and see all the different um, the vendor booths. So typically you have oh items such as, well here, I'm looking at the exhibitor list. The George Washington Masonic Memorial had a booth. The National Sojourners had a booth. Scottish Rite had a booth, Order of Eastern Star had a booth, Masonic Service Bureau, My Custom Tailor, so custom Masonic clothes, Grace D. May Museum, so that's a museum that focuses on, uh, well, I don't know if they focus on, but they actually had a presentation showing Masonic information and Masons in the movies and such. The Southern California Research Lodge, Hiram Attire, which is another uh, clothing booth, Proline Design, which did jewelry, VIVI, Vivi Jewelers Jewelry, the Acacia Creek Requi- Retirement Community, California Masonic Foundation, Los Angeles Fraternal Supply Company, which is where we get a huge portion of our various things from Bibles to uh, trowels to cards and books and everything, the Common Gavel, which is a custom craftsmen for gavels and such. They do some wonderful work. The Craftsman's Apron, which does custom aprons. We pretty much buy all of our past master's aprons from the Los Angeles Fraternal Supply Company. 
but for not much more money, you can get an incredibly well done apron from the Craftsman's Apron. Vintner Imprint, a printing in in nuts, I N K N U T Z. Blue Eight Customs, Laser Tributes, Daughters of the Nile, Order of the Amaranth, Masonic Homes, Sanctum Secretum, York Rite of California, Asia Shriners, Masonic Family Civility Project, which is mainly run or founded by our past Grandmaster Rush Charvonia, the Psyots, the Masonic Center for Youth and Families, Masonic Homes of California, Demolay, Job's Daughters, Rainbow, Philolathes, and Star and Compass Travel. So definitely if you're looking for any sort of Masonic regalia, if you're looking for stickers for your car, if you're looking for, you know, a tie or uh, just about anything, you can find it there at the Grand Lodge. They'll have a booth. And if you don't buy it directly from them, you can order it. So it's always pretty cool. I actually picked up a Past Masters uh, emblem to put on my car, which unfortunately only stuck on for about a day. So I'm going to do a different uh, version of that, and I ordered a decal online that I'm going to stick onto the car because I know the one I have on there now has been on there probably five years, whereas the actual emblem that I bought lasted less than 24 hours. So we all hang out, you have lunch, you kind of catch up with guys you haven't seen in a while, and at 1 p.m. you roll into the actual uh, annual communication starting. Now, you have to realize day one of annual communication is usually not much done in the way of business, um, but sometimes they do get to business, and a lot of it is uh, presentations of visiting dignitaries and past grandmasters and such. So, for example, they start off with the entrance of the Grand Lodge officers, which if you haven't seen, it's always pretty cool to see the entrance of all the Grand Officers, Grand Lodge officers. Then presentation of the past Grand Masters. Of all the years that I've been, which I think is seven times I've been to annual communication, this was the least amount of past Masters that I'd past Grand Masters that I had seen there. Then they do the roll call and credentials report. They talk about how many people have signed up for a Grand Lodge, uh, Masters, past Masters, wardens, and just guests, and then dignitaries from other areas. 1.30 is the formal opening of Grand Lodge and the flag presentation. 2 o'clock, the escort and introduction of visiting Grand Masters or their representatives. So that's always pretty cool because you get guys from all over the world that are visiting. And again, as, as I noted earlier, this was probably the least amount of dignitaries from around the world that I'd seen ever. Um, there were some guys that I would typically remember seeing that I weren't there. You know, like, for example, the Grand Master of Iran in exile is typically there. Grand Master of the Philippines is typically there. Um, but we had, you know, Grand Masters or their representatives from, you know, Washington, Oregon, Alaska, Nevada, um, and multiple states around the Union. 2.30, welcoming by the visiting Grand Master. So usually a visiting Grand Master this year was Alaska, was designated as the one to kind of get up and basically thank the Grand Lodge, thank the the Grand Master for inviting him and everyone else to the annual communication. Then the Grand Master gets up and does a message. And then you get into the reports and the actual business portion of the annual communication. So the reports of the Grand Treasurer, the Grand Secretary, the Grand Lecturer, report on the Committee of Jurisprudence, report of the Committee on Finance, and then at that time you start getting into proposed legislation. 
So without getting into details on the legislation, um, you know, it can be various things. So I'm not sure how other jurisdictions work, but in California, any three master masons, I think it is, can propose a legislation, propose a change to ritual or a change to the CMC. Um, And so you start going through that. And then because of COVID, we actually had to go through the 2019, the 2020, before we got to the 2021. And actually, you actually start out with Grandmaster's recommendations. So the Grandmaster can make multiple recommendations. I think we had five this year. So the Grandmaster basically hands his hat off to the Deputy Grandmaster, and the Grandmaster gets up and talks about each one of his uh, recommendations, why he thinks it should be voted on or voted you know, affirmative on. And then you have three that can vote for, three that can, or three that can speak for, three that can speak against it. And then afterwards you do the voting. So we got through, I think, probably three or four. I think there were five Grandmaster's recommendations this year. I think we got through the first four before they broke for the afternoon. So once you break for the afternoon on Friday, at least the typical in California, you are then on your own. And as is typical in my lodge, what we do is we go to the Knob Hill Cafe, which is a great little Italian restaurant just down the street from the between the Grand Lodge and then where the uh, hotels are that most people stay, have a wonderful Italian dinner. And then from there, depending on the weather, depending on how things go, we go to one of the local bars down the street from Grand Lodge. But unfortunately this year, just uh, it was a bit chilly and we were all a little tired and maybe we're just getting older. That didn't happen. So I went to the top of the mark, which if you haven't been to the top of the Mark Hopkins Intercontinental in San Francisco, that is one heck of a view. You're at the top of Knob Hill, at the top of one of the biggest hotels there. It's got an incredible view. So the next day, you start off again at 8.30 sharp. And again, you have the entrance of the Grand Lodge officers. They recognize all the inspectors for throughout the state, not by name, but they recognize the inspectors. They do a brief, you know, thank you to all of them for all the work they do. And a lot of time the Grand Master has some sort of a gift. And seeing as how our lodge inspector um, is also one of my good friends, it was kind of cool. They got a really nice tumbler that was specific to the year. And then they go into video presentations. Uh, so the different boards that are affiliated with the Grand Lodge do their reports. So the first one was the Masonic Homes. They did theirs, followed by the Grand Oration. And I wish that was something that I could record because the Grand Oration is usually really, really well done. Um, I think every year I've seen it, it's, you know, you figure the, the Grand Orator has a year to kind of put this together. And, of course, he's got some guidance from the Grand Master on what he would like to be, have him speak about. But it is always, always really well done. So after that, you go back into proposed legislation. So we think we finished up at that point the Grand Master's recommendations and then started into some of the uh, the 2019 stuff that had been postponed because of it was a carryover. We didn't get to it in 2020 because of COVID. Then we moved into another presentation. So the California Masonic Foundation Board Report. At that point, you hit lunchtime. It's a nice time for a break. Um, so downtown San Francisco, there are some wonderful restaurants there. The problem is getting to some of them. You either have to Uber around, and with today's society, sometimes an Uber takes you 15, 20 minutes. Uh, but we all know of a great little cafe and coffee shop that's walking distance from the lodge. So we hit that place up, had a nice 
lunch, get to you know have some fellowship and chat. Swing back around for a 1.15 start of Grand Lodge again. Entrance of the Grand Lodge officers. Then they do the final credential. So at this point in time, now they say, okay, these are the final numbers of who, between who actually signed up and then who actually signed in and registered. Then we did a video presentation of the Acacia Creek Board Report. Presentations by the National Masonic Foundation for Children, George Washington National Memorial, Masonic Service Association of North America. Um, so they come in, they do presentations, usually to the Grand uh, Grandmaster, thanking him for supporting them. And then one of the really cool parts is then you go into the reports on charters. So you talk about the pluses and the minuses. The pluses are all the lodges that have been under dispensation for the year and have now hit the point where they can officially apply to say, we want our charter. So I believe it was three or four, I think it was four lodges that received their charters. But then the other side of that is where you look at the lodges that lose their charters, um, whether it's voluntarily. We actually had a lodge that voluntarily uh, gave up their charter. They just couldn't make it. They just couldn't get the officers. They couldn't get the money. And so they voluntarily gave up a charter. Uh, And then we had a couple of other lodges that were voted on because of some things that happened, unmasonic conduct or whatever. I mean, they lost their charter or it was voted on. And then we have the trial review. So this is where you get to Masonic trials. And the Masonic tribunal, as it might be, gets up and talks about the different Masonic trials. Uh, This was probably the shortest one I've been around so far. And it's because of COVID. There were only two that came up. Um... They give you the details. They don't tell you. I think they tell you the lodge. They tell you the details. They don't tell you the names of people, which you don't need to know the names. But they do go into the details of what happened and what were the results. And then you may vote. They may just give you information. You may vote on whether to suspend or keep or whatever. Um, But as with any other voting, it gives everybody a chance to get up and talk. So there was one that happened that, again, not going into details, where there was a lodge that was having some issues. And once you heard from the people from the lodge, I think that really changed a lot of people's minds. So from there was another video presentation of the Knob Hill Masonic Center. And then we work on continuing any proposed legislation. At that point, I believe we finished it up, as I recall. Then another video presentation, the California Masonic Memorial Temple. And then you do a review and adoption of the 2022-2122 budget and the 2122 per capita. Finish up the day with the election of the 2021-2022 Grand Lodge officers. And then you call it a day. I believe we finished up at about 4 o'clock. And the other crazy thing was in San Francisco, the Giants and the Dodgers were playing. The Golden West Warriors had been playing. And it was what's called Fleet Week. So this is where the Navy comes into town. And so all the Navy ships are there. They're doing um, they're doing view, um, visitation on the ships. So you can go and you can do tours of the ships. There was a parade. And the cool thing was the Blue Angels were flying all weekend long. So as we walked out of the Grand Lodge on Saturday at 4 o'clock, the Blue Angels flew over the city. I wish I'd had video or at least a couple pictures of it. It was pretty tremendous. So that evening, you have an optional event, which is the Grandmaster's Banquet. Now, my lodge members and I, we did all go to the Grandmaster's Banquet. 
So it starts off with a social hour, uh, which is kind of cool. So you have an hour to kind of just hang out and get to get to chat with other members of lodges from around the state, you know, visiting grandmasters, visiting grand lodge representatives. And then from there, you go into the grandmasters banquet. And uh, over the years, they've done different things. They've had speakers, they've had singers, they've had other performers. So this year, they had a couple of singers that did a lot of opera-type stuff. They had Phantom of the Opera um, and a few other songs. So they sang several songs. There was a pianist and a, and a soprano. And then they give out any awards. So they this year, they gave out... They talk about, you know, the uh, officers giving award, 100% officers giving, which we were one of only, I think, 14 lodges to get this year. And they gave out the award. I don't remember the name of it, but um, it was it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty intense award that goes into lodges that do the most for the community. It's like the Joe Jackson Award or something like that. It's pretty cool. So you have that evening, and then at that point, that breaks up and and. Uh, you know, you go do your own thing if you want, or you go back to your hotel. And then you finish up the weekend Sunday at 9.15, and it goes to the public ceremony. So now at this point, everything's open to the public. So you have the entrance of the Grand Lodge officers, the flag presentation. Then they bring in the Masonic youth leaders, and they they introduce all the Masonic youth leaders. And you usually hear some pretty good speeches um, from the different Masonic youth leaders. So you have the Northern and Southern chapters of DMLA, Job's Daughters, Rainbow Girls. And every year, every time I hear these kids talk, and I'm just thinking, man, these, just what amazing speakers they are and how smart and intelligent, just incredible stuff. Uh, the Grand Chaplain does his inspirational message. Then we have the youth leaders talk. Actually, I got that out of order. The Grand Master's Youth Support Awards. So there's typically four awards, one for each portion of the uh, the groups there. There's the Joe Bazaars, the Rainbow Girls, and then the Northern and Southern Demolay. And then ending up with the Grand Master's Mason of the Year presentation. So at 11 o'clock, then they do the actual installation of the, the uh, Grand Lodge officers. After the installation of the Grand Lodge officers, then they do a reception out in the main lobby of the Masonic Memorial Temple or the Grand Lodge and that's just a great time because at that point they do a reception line you can hang out and chat with everybody and it was just a great and wonderful time so with that if you sat through it I am going to close it out and I'm going to play because I did record this because it was an open lodge the um, the uh, installation section or the prayer section of the Grandmaster Most Worshipful Jeff Wilkins as he was installed at the very last part of the ceremony. For the Master of Ceremonies, you will present the brother who has been elected Grand Master, first causing him to kneel at our altar.
placed at the altar in your present position to remind you of the first lesson taught you in Freemason, that you should never enter upon any great or important undertaking without first invoking the blessing of God. The repetition of that lesson is particularly appropriate now that you are about to enter upon the greatest and most important undertaking in your fraternal career. It is fitting and proper that you should present yourself on bended knees before the great architect of the universe and humbly implore him to impart to you wisdom and humility, to save you from pride of opinion, that you may govern wisely, courageously, and yet with kindness and courtesy to your brother. Again, in these moments, you must commune alone with him who knows all your thoughts and deeds and resolutions for your future.
When you were installed master of your lodge, you were required to give your assent to certain ancient charges and regulations as masters of God in all ages before you. Now that you are about to be installed grandmaster, do you reaffirm your assent to those charges and promise to continue to support those regulations? I do. Do you agree that all powers with which you are about to be invested are given to you by your brethren solely for the protection and improvement of Freemasonry? I do. Do you promise never to be arbitrary or discourteous, but to decide justly and impartially, to labor diligently to maintain peace and harmony amongst the brethren, to spread brotherly love and affection, and ever to remember that you are but first among your peers? I do. Then you will repeat after me the vow of your office. I do solemnly promise and swear. I do solemnly promise and swear. That I will support the constitutions of the United States. That I, will, that I will support the constitutions of the United States of America. The state of California. The state of California. And the most worshipful Grand Lodge of Free and Accepted Masons. And the most worshipful Grand Lodge of Free and Accepted Masons of the state of California. Of the state of California. And will perform the duties of Grand Master. And will perform the duties of Grand Master. To the best of my ability. To the best of my ability. So help me God. So help me God. Amen. Amen. You will rise. In consequence of the promises and vows which you have given in the presence of your brethren, I shall now cause you to be invested with the jewel and symbol of your office and conducted to your station in the East. Worshipful Master, the progress and welfare of Freemasonry within our jurisdiction during the ensuing year will materially depend upon you and the officers chosen to serve with you. Remember that only out of the fitness to govern arises the right to rule. Believing that you are qualified and will not weary from well-doing, I present to you the gap. Brother Grand Marshal, 
brethren of the Grand Lodge, you will join me in saluting our Grandmaster by the battery of three times three. Together, brethren. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.